Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, a guest-guided tour through the junk drawer of my brain. I'm uh, your host, John, and I am joined by my guest co-host this week, Kate. Hello! <laughs> you may remember her from certain past episodes. Kate is great. Kate, how have you been doing? What's going on? Oh, I've been doing pretty well. I've been playing a whole bunch of video games. That's been my entire life recently. What, uh, what have you been playing? Well, there's this little game called Overwatch, John. You may have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I may have. I've, I've been seeing a lot of activity on Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, it seems like everybody I know is playing this game. It's really, it's really delightful. It's you know good for every play style. That's good because my play style is generally just terrible. Cool. I'm, I mean, like I, <laughs> I, mean, I enjoy, I enjoy shooter games. I'm just not good at them, but I love them so much. Uh, is there, do, is there a character for somebody who is not particularly invested in running quickly uh, or or shooting very accurately? Um. Yes. Roadhog is the man for you. Okay, great. Perfect. Perfect. Who's who's your character of choice? Um, I end up playing Mercy a lot. She's the healer. She can res people just because uh, folks don't want to play support. So I'm like, well, fuck, I'll play support. Here, okay. And now I, I'm really good at her. This is a question that I've had because my friend Cass seems to also play Mercy a lot. And I, um, I saw a pretty hilarious looking video on Tumblr of like six players all playing D.Va. At once, <laughs> and I thought that was amazing. Has there ever been like what would happen if you fielded a team of six mercies? Um, it'd be crazy. Actually, the weekly brawl right now is you can only choose mercy or Farah. Um, so it happens a lot. It's like flying fars all over the place, and then you're leashed to one, and you just sort of follow them around. <laughs> uh, that sounds that sounds kind of amazing. Uh. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? I have been um, busy. Uh, I just kicked my addiction to a book series by a guy named, I think his name is Jack Campbell. It's called The Lost Fleet. Have you read any of those books? Mm-mm. It's, um, it, it's written by a guy who I think must either be a retired or current naval officer because it, it basically is, is about, um, it's like there's this civilization and they're in space. Um, it's humans. And uh, there's this dude who is in a battle, and his ship gets blown up, but his, his escape pod malfunctions. And so he's, like, adrift in space. And in the hundred years since that battle, his government makes him into this giant, huge military hero. Oh, then, like, yeah, but then, like, they find him, like, in his escape pod, frozen, and they bring him aboard, and they, like, resurrect him just in time for the battle they're in to go horribly wrong. All of the superior <laughs> officers above him are killed, and they're like, oh, now you're in charge. And so... Um, it's like him and a fleet of his own of like friendly ships in literally the heart of enemy territory, and he's working with hundred year old knowledge, and he's trying to get like all these all these ships safely back home. Um, and so it's great, but the thing is that there's a lot of these like descriptions of naval because like his fleet has like a couple hundred ships in it, right? right. So like the, there's a lot of like formation based maneuvering, and he does his best to like explain sort of like the shapes of the formations and how they're colliding with the enemy. But what I wish I wish somebody out there had like the wherewithal to do this in like I don't know Minecraft or something where like <laughs> and then just make a YouTube video so that I could I could I just want to see what these battles look like because the author I feel like he clearly knows what is going on and uh, I unfortunately kind of have to gloss over some of his 
how some of his descriptions just read to be like who survived, basically. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting point, anyways. Yeah, yeah. It, um, but yeah, I read. Uh, there's a there's been a ton of these books, and so I've read all of them, uh, and I'm done. I think you're they, free. Yes, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> but it is time, I think, for us to introduce our guest. Our guest this week is my friend Jen. Jen, how are you? Hi, I am doing so great. If you had to tell our audience about yourself, what, how would you, what would you tell them? Um, what would I tell them? Uh, I am, uh, I am very enamored of the fact that this is called Idea Factory because I like to consider myself an Idea Factory. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So actually, um, so true story. I found a note in my phone, uh, I just thought, I know, iPhone notes app, um, that just said idea factory giveaway. And I was just like, wait, why did I write this? Is this, is this me? Is this a statement of purpose? Uh, and then I remembered that it was, you reminded, you told me to remind you those words so that you could ask me to be on this. So, um, (laughs) so, uh, I'm an idea factory. Uh, during the day I am the co-founder and CTO of Vina, which is a technology company that makes products for women. Um, and on the side, you know, with my many other side things, um, I read a lot of comic books. I write a lot of comic books. I watch more Star Trek than is healthy from anybody. And then, uh, you know, I eat a lot of strange foods. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's me. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And I, I, I would, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think that there is a, uh, an LT50 for Star Trek as far as I'm concerned. So All right. I think I think you're in good company. <laughs> do, 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 do. So for those of us, who, for those of you rather, who are new to the podcast, the idea is <laughs> the idea. Yes. The idea is that I. Um, have been writing down all of my stray ideas for over a decade, and I've got hundreds of them, and I'm not doing anything with them. So I've, g- I've put them all in one place, and uh, we are granting my friends access to that place uh, just so they can sort of rummage around, see if there's anything that appeals to them, if there's anything that needs explaining, um, because some of these ideas might be useful for more people than just me, and it's time to get them out into the light. Excellent. Um, I am so excited. This spreadsheet is making me so happy. Um, I, I could read this all day. Um, well, do, do you have something you would like to discuss? I have one immediately. Uh, so this one, for reasons that I'm not actually certain about, because most of these items don't have question marks next to them, yes. uh, so maybe that's what drew me to this one. Um, so there's one that says... Skittle wine. Oh, um, and I, I'm curious about this one because you are actually the person who taught me how to do candy infused alcohol in the first place. And so, what I'm wondering is, did you make Skittle wine? Uh, how good bad is it? Um, if you didn't make it, do you want to? Because there's wine like four <laughs> feet that way. And we well, could, oh, I don't have Skittles. I'll find Skittles. I understand. Well, so here's the funny thing: is actually we we talked about that in a previous episode, and I need I I but I didn't have the um I wasn't able to annotate the spreadsheet correctly. <laughs> but but it's okay. Well, I can, you I can, can talk about it, it again. Yeah, we could talk about it again because I don't think that we we got it a little bit into sort of the history of me and my alcohol and candy based manipulations. Yes, but not so much into the skittle aspect of it. Right. Which, so like skittle vodka, right, was the first thing that right, and the the coating kind of falls off and gets a little chalky, and then yes. you get the white skittle center, and yes. it requires cheesecloth. It requires cheesecloth to be yeah. filtered. Um, ideally, I think you're supposed to use. A coffee filter? But it oh. would take a thousand years. Yeah. 
I um, used cheesecloth, and the cheesecloth got really sticky, and then the next time I just used Jolly Ranchers, because I was like, we're done, Skittles, you're dead to me. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I mean, like, the, the I feel like the flavor that comes from Skittles, as well as the coloration, is super intense. Yes. But it comes at the price of you having to filter all that crap. Yeah, that filtering, and then the texture's weird, and, like, if you don't filter it all the way, then you get, like, chalky alcohol, which is just something no one wants. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, okay, but here's the question, then. Uh, if we were going to do Skittle wine, what flavors... Oh, what do we work with? Really, really easy one. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so you want to go with a, like a sweeter end Riesling, uh, okay. and you're going to put the green Skittles in there. The, but the Ooh, greens, that's a good choice. Here's the problem is the green Skittles are now green apple. They're not lime. I know. That's exactly why I picked that with a Riesling, because a lot of Rieslings have uh, green apple notes uh, or like really light pear notes. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so I feel like you could use the green apple Skittles to draw that out and really heighten it. Fair, actually. Well, that's a great. That's a great point. <laughs> I just put way more thought into Skittle wine than I ever thought I was going to. <laughs> that's what. That's the beauty of this podcast, right? I think. Um, but here, okay. Now I've got. A, here's the next challenge, though. Are, are any red wine? And uh, yes. So red wine. Um, I would do uh, a hybrid Skittle varietal. Uh, we'd oh, go no. purple and red. Oh. Um, because I think a lot of uh, a lot of your fruitier uh, noted red wines tend to feature things like cherry and black currant, okay. and then of course purple is grape. Um, so I think you'd want to go like a three to one red to purple ratio because you don't want too much of that purple. I think you're taking like cough syrup. Um, I'm making all of these, by the way. John's uh, and face I think, is melting. Um, I think the the wine I would pick for this is probably like a medium toned Syrah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're a genius. So I'm gonna go just become like a Skittle vintner now. That is a, that is incredible. <laughs> what what are your feelings though on um, on orange Skittles and red wine? Um, that sounds terrible. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I was told that that this is actually a thing that they do in some European nation. Uh, I don't remember which one Skittles it is. Skittles or orange? Uh, combining red wine and orange soda. That I could see. I think I think the difference with the orange soda versus orange Skittles is that orange soda has a little bit more acidity to it, uh. and orange Skittles are just pure candy, mm. and they don't have any of that sour element. I think the yellow Skittle might bring that out, but uh, I think orange alone is going to taste like um, chewable children's vitamins in your wine. Ah, uh, mm, mm-hmm. mm, fair. Orange was also my least favorite of the Skittle vodka infusions, because it, it doesn't have any sourness to it. That's also fair. Which That's is weird, fair. because you'd think that the, the more citrusy flavor would have kind of a, a higher acidity to it. To me, the yellow Skittle vodka was the only one that ended up really working. The yellow and the the, the old school lime Skittle vodka. Yeah, lime Skittle was really good. I actually really enjoyed red. Um, red it's, yeah, it, it was inoffensive. I think that red Skittles actually go really well in white rum. I could see that. You know what I did with rum? Um, I ended up not doing Skittles with that. Uh, I went with... Oh, I didn't do white rum. I did... Um, what was the other? Is it gold or like brown? Like spiced rum? You, no, not spiced. I made my own spiced rum with Red Hots. Mm. So different kind of spice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really good. Going to be a Skittle this summer. That's, that's uh, perfect. You can you can sample the the green apple riesling and the uh, what is what is red? Is red cherry? I think red cherry, so. right? All right. So like a cherry grape syrah. Because if, if it were strawberry, it would be like pink. I think. Yeah. I think that's the generally accepted rubric for yeah, candy color. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or watermelon, yeah. Yes, uh, yes. So. Yes. Okay, okay. Skittle one. Wait, does Skittles come in blue? I can't remember. The, the thing is that there are... 
Or well, it's occasion. one of like the bolder, like berry flavors. Like the it's like the special Crayola pack of Skittles that you get. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Which which I think you have more trouble finding in the volume that you need to make. Yeah. Because you need like yeah, you need like four ounces of of, of, of candy per fifth of of of, uh, of liquor basically. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Either way, I'm making these wines this summer. This has to happen. The, I, so we'll actually like really find out with this idea factory runoff because it's going to happen. Like that, we're materializing this one. That sounds perfect, and so, I can't wait to try. I have it. no idea how I'm going to filter the wine because at least it's a clear liquor. Like you kind of have a bar, <laughs> but we'll figure something out. So. All right. Um, I already know exactly what my next item on the list is, and I hope you haven't talked about this one yet. Um, no. But if you have, we're going to talk about it some more. Star Trek bachelor parties. That's, I am not sure exactly what those would entail. I, I mean, there has to be a double wheel. <laughs> like, that's, that's happening. I, I, I sort of... St- I think it's possible that I may have sort of stolen this idea-ish okay. from a friend of a friend. I don't know her. Um, but uh, she had a bachelorette party where, like, you know, they got into a limo and they, like, you know, did, like, a bunch of wine, like, touring around wine country, but they were all wearing original recipe Starfleet uniforms. Holy shit. That like, is fantastic. Yeah, and, and they were, like, super homemade, like, you know, like, just, like, in a long t-shirt dress. All right. And, you know, just, like, a crudely cut out Starfleet ins- insignia. And, I mean, some of them were more better made than others, you know what right. I mean? But, like, but that was it. And I was like... Well, the best is that they're completely deadpan about it and actually yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah. like, nothing yeah. is... Yeah. Nothing, yeah, nothing is out of the ordinary. Yeah. We're just here for the wine country. tasting. Yeah, Starfleet exactly. Academy's over there, like, yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I feel like... Either something where you could, it would be maybe it's like a it's a oh maybe what it is is a one of those like shuttle buses, but it's <laughs> shuttle. yeah, but it's made to look like a Federation shuttlecraft. Yeah. And it shows up and it picks you up, yeah, and it's just yeah, like it takes you to some kind Whatever of Star Trek, is. like yeah, like a you know like a Ferengi gab- gambling establishment, right? Or yeah, a bar of I mean because there were a lot of bars. Yeah, they're absolutely were. I mean, like, I feel like you have to, like, make a cameo at something akin to, like, a Quarks. Like, if you don't see a Ferengi at a Star Trek bachelor party, like, you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like the Ferengi are pretty good at throwing bachelor parties. Like, if nothing else, there's, like, a holo suite available to you. Yes. Um, and so if, you know, whatever they might actually lack in resources for that party, like, you'll figure it out. That would be the conceit through which you could introduce modern-day entertainments. Exactly. It's like, the hollow suite is this way, and then mm-hmm. you walk through and it's like... You're at a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you leave that baseball game and you're like, Dabo! <laughs> Did they ever actually explain the rules of Dabo? I'm sure somebody's made so, them up. From what I can gather, it's like a computerized roulette. Okay. But th- yeah, there's a, w- a wheel is involved. There's a wheel, and um, there's also a Dabo girl who distracts you. Oh. Um, although I'm not really sure how much that has to do with like the stakes or anything. I think she's just there to like distract you so you keep spending money. Um, and then when you win, you yell Dabo. And I don't, I don't really know yeah, beyond I don't know that. You, yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, it's not as well thought out of a Ferengi game as, like, Tongo, but... Right. Yeah. Right. There are rules for that that seem very complicated. Yes. Kate, do you know of any, like, in science fiction in general, right? Like, there are obviously, like, people make up languages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, What is... Is there, like... 
a, a strong culture in place for making up like games and gambling. Doug, did, you read Player of Games, right? Uh, of course, yes. <laughs> I just I just finished that, so it's like fresh in my mind. The entire culture built on a game. <laughs> the game is like Risk, basically. Oh wow! With Carcassonne. It's yeah. Elements. It's like it's like the most complicated game of Risk and plus Carcassonne, plus like. Um, Plus, plus, like Catan and okay. like everything, like you know, the, the, each board is like the size of an Olympic swimming pool, wow. and there's three of them, and there's like cards and like, yeah, I love that novel so much. Oh God, you should reread it. It's so good. Uh, it's, I, I might actually. I uh, there is no point during which I am not rereading at least one culture novel, like. There's always one on deck somewhere in the first couple pages of my Kindle, like, lists of, you know, yeah. Oh, I, for- I forgot what about that. What is the name that. of the shitty droid? The shitty asshole droid? Oh, Marin Skell. Yeah, Skell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of one of my... I, I always try to name my iPods uh, after culture drones. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, yeah. The, the shame of it, the shame of Ian M. Banks... I mean, there are a lot of reasons why the death of Ian M. Banks is a goddamn tragedy. But one of them is that he never... I don't think he ever got around to explaining the naming rubric for drones. Huh. Like, the naming rubric for, like, culture citizens is on record somewhere. Um, like, you could derive one for yourself right now if you wanted to. But, like, but the drone names, they, they, he hasn't... Yeah, he didn't... They're so evocative, and yet... They're so great. Yeah, yeah, drones in his... Have you ever read any culture books? I have not. Oh, but now Jen. I'm intrigued, and I'm making notes to myself <sighs> to read them. They're so good. I'm obsessed with the ship names. The ship names are the best. I have, like, a long list in my notebook of just, like, ship names I want. Oh, God. Uh, well, there's... I know what I'm reading next. Yeah, yeah. Well, are you following at culture ship name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they followed yeah. me back. Oh, that's... that's... <laughs> I don't think they followed me back, so... I mean, listen, I knew your cred was higher... Anyway, in terms of like sci-fi, so I'm not I'm not put out about it, but um, yeah. So the, the deal with 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 um, ships in this in this civilization is that they're sentient, uh-huh. and so they give themselves their names. But they're like they're all they're all bonkers. <laughs> like you know, there's a warship called "You'll clean that up before you leave," <laughs> or um, you know the uh, the anticipation of a new lover's arrival. Um, or, like these are the names of ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're incredible. Have you have you read Accession? No. Oh, Accession is almost entirely about ships bickering. Oh so, my god, that like, sounds perfect. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. That was right. like the ships and the um, the what are they called? The the stations in the ancillary books are my favorite parts about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, they're all like fighting and arguing, and oh, I love it. <laughs> Angry robots. Yes. <laughs> Jen, you look like you may have alighted upon another... I found the Star Trek category, so I'm just... Although I do have a a brief detour, because it sounds like it's one that's already been discussed, but I I was going to save this for one of my uh, bad recommendations, um, Uh. but it's already in here. Um, There's one for piping hot Diet Coke. I drink that sometimes. (laughs) Uh, It's, like, sometimes, like, you want soda, but you also want a hot beverage, and... (laughs) No! (laughs) I have to know, like, did... When you were conceptualizing this, like I, I want like a recap of what you talked about with that because I sometimes will microwave Diet Coke or sometimes Dr Pepper and just you know then it's a hot beverage. Well, that was it. Yeah, no, yeah. just like pour some, pour some, you know, like yeah, pour some Coke into a into a mug and microwave it. So here's the question, actually. Yeah. Does that decarbonate it? 
Not significantly. I mean, like, I, it, you can get it Whoa. to, like, the temperature of, like, a, a regular hot beverage, like a drinkable coffee temperature. Yeah. Uh, and it still has bubbles. So Game <laughs> changer. Now that is a horrified it. face that you're making. That's, no, that's actually kind of amazing. It's yeah. great. No, because there's a lot of times, so the, the evolution of this um, was that uh, I was very cold, but I still wanted a soda, and the, the first thing... <laughs> The first thing was I was like, all right, well, I have a hot cup of coffee, and I really just don't want to taste coffee right now. So I poured some Diet Coke into the coffee, and that was not very satisfying. And then I thought, well, I still want the Diet Coke flavor. What if I just microwave this? Um, and so now I actually I drink this not often, but, you know, not never. <laughs> um, I do have to say that um, Dr. Pepper is better hot than Diet Coke. Um, I think a lot of the sweeteners that are in it are just really, it's just a, it's a very soothing hot beverage. Incredible. Yeah. So I just thought that was great because <laughs> I, I actually drink that. It, I, no, this is great because you, you, you have, you've been able to provide insight yes. on a thing that to me was purely theoretical. Yes. So. <laughs> theoretical no more. Um, uh. <laughs> okay. All right. So I found the Star Trek category, um, which is awesome. Um, I have to know because um, this one's actually a really good point of curiosity for me because I find myself having to um, recap and explain things um, about episodes when you know I'm speaking with someone who hasn't seen one in a while. Remedial Star Trek is that what that is? Is that uh, or like what is that concept? Is it? I don't know. It's like English 101 for like the kids who like fell asleep in high school and like. You need to learn how to write an essay. Is this like you need to learn like what the Starfleet ranks are? Like maybe actually, yeah, maybe it's just like like a like I a beginner that. course. A beginner course. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just sort of like you know, or, or like or like a, a, an expl- an explanatory YouTube series. You know how like there's all there's all kinds of YouTube series out there now for people who just want to explain science concepts to people, right? It's like this would be know, really great with Star Trek concepts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like three minutes or less, right? Mm-hmm. Let's explain. What like, are the Ferengi? Yeah, we explain a species, or like here's what the uniform colors mean, or and like here you know <laughs> here's like, the Dominion War in three yeah. minutes. Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! Uh, yeah. Uh, or you, you, you could, you could explain. I'm challenging you to explain the Dominion War enough that you know you could sort of get a, a passing understanding of it without really under, like having watched enough DS9 in three minutes. Some sentient liquids became assholes, and they're, they 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 have they have this race of lizard men who do their bidding, and a race of kind of like like squirrel dudes who are their politicians and. They're just out to conquer everything because only then will they feel truly safe because they were victimized forever and that made them into dicks. Um, but they're on the other side of the galaxy except that there's a wormhole that connects that side of the galaxy to Federation territory. So at, at some point, the two were bound to meet because the Federation likes to explore and we went into the wormhole on, into the other side of the galaxy, did some exploring, ran into them, and there was some shit. I uh, right. I think I think that more or less covers. <laughs> that's, and, a, that's and the Federation's own liquid guy has a bucket. Like, yeah. what if, if like maybe if like the Dominion just had a good bucket, like this might not. This, have... this might not have happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, remi- yes, absolutely. Oh God, remedial Star Trek. I feel like that's a YouTube series that needs to exist. It is because like people need to have these concepts explained to them. Just so, you know, just to be like... You know, so when like, they're at a track bachelor party, they don't feel left out. <laughs> uh, yes. be 
like, hang on, like, and then, like, the best man pulls out his phone and, like, really quickly watches a remedial episode and be like, yes, I would like to play Tongo with you. <laughs> <laughs> Confront. Oh, that's so perfect. <laughs> that's so perfect. Do, 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 do. All right, we have, uh, we have now come, we have now come to the part of the episode where we make terrible recommendations. Yes. Now, I happen to know, Jen, that you you have a few terrible ideas. I am a professional bad recommender. <laughs> Please lay one on us. Uh, I'm actually going to show you a photo of it because I found it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, what? Oh. No! Oh, my oh, God! Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, God. Uh, do you guys watch Monster Factory? Yes, the, of the, course. The, the, the one part in the Mass Effect 2 episode where one of them is just going, Oh, uh-oh, oh, oh, no, oh, whoops, uh-oh, whoops, oh, no, whoops, uh-oh, whoopsie daisy. That's what I'm looking at. Jen, please describe, please describe what you've just reflected on this. All right, so... Um, I'm sure this is not going to come as much of a shock given the part in the episode where I confess that I have drank uh, hot Diet Coke. Uh, but uh, I was uh, I was looking for essentially a, a savory be- breakfast cereal, um, and I, I couldn't really uh, find that. I mean, they have you've got these sort of neutral, flavorless breakfast cereals like Bran and stuff, but uh, everything seems to be pretty sugary. Um, and I don't, I'm just not a sugary cereal person. So, uh, I decided to, um, dump a box of Cheez-Its into a bowl and pour, um, whole milk over the top, uh, and eat it like a breakfast cereal. Uh, and it has become one of my very favorite comfort foods. Um, <laughs> John is crying. <laughs> It's do, so do you per- need a bowl? Like- no, it's fine. It's so perfectly hideous. <laughs> so, for reasons that I can't understand, given all of the other garbage foods I eat, this is the one that seems to be universally repulsive. Uh, and so, uh, so I'll leave you with that bad recommendation. That if you ever just don't want a sweet breakfast cereal, consider Cheez-Its with milk. But what does it do to the milk? Uh, okay, so at the end, like kind of in the same way that when you're having... Um, you know, like uh, Fruity Pebbles or uh, Lucky Charms or those ones where the, the colors all sort of like mash into the milk and you get a little bit of like a sugary soup. Uh, at the end, you get that, but it's more like salt and imitation cheese. Salty milk. Yeah, salty milk with a little bit of cheese powder in it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> that's that's an idea. That's a terrible <laughs> recommendation. And you had to see the, the photograph of that just to really oh. bring it home. Oh, this this has been Idea Factory Giveaway. I'm John. You can find me online at Twitter. I'm at Ferocious J, just the word Ferocious, the letter J. Um, uh, I am also on Twitter. You can find me at, at Kate D. That's K-E-I-G-H-T-D-E-E. And Jen. Awesome. I am on Twitter as well. Uh, it is Jennifer Marie. So, first name, middle name. Excellent. Very, very 80s. Double excellent. <laughs> that... Uh, that'll do it for this episode. Remember, if you want to try any of these ideas, please do it. But all I need is credit and a cut. Thank you. Do 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 do.